0: Good afternoon folks, this is Kate Mack coming at you from Truro, Nova Scotia and it looks like March is coming in like a lion this year. I'm sitting uh, in my mom's office looking at the window and it looks like a giant shook one of those snow globes outside. Um, I live in Halifax, I work in Halifax. Um, I'm actually visiting my mom because I am, uh, it's spring break for teachers so I'm yeah, I'm visiting Truro this week, and it's it's beautiful out there. Um, and I know, I know by this time of year, you know, including myself, people really don't like to see the snow, but it, it really does look beautiful out there today. You know, I mean, it looks beautiful from indoors. <laughs> like, uh, I won't lie, I certainly won't be heading out for a run today because it's minus 10. You know, it's always interesting to see. Like this time of year, you never know. It could be like 28 degrees. It's, there was one year where it was 28 degrees on like March 16th or something like that. It's crazy. But no, it's minus 10 and snowing. So I think March is certainly, uh, yeah, it's coming in like a lion this year. Um, But you know what? I'm so excited today because I'm officially recording my first podcast for my show Preserving democracy through education and art. and uh, you know, for all of us, it's been a turbulent five years. I mean, it's unreal to think about all the events that occur that have occurred in our society since two thousand and fifteen. I mean, one of the most frightening events that I've witnessed as a Canadian, especially over the last two years, was watching powerful institutions. Uh, threaten our democracy and people rather, you know, powerful institutions and people threaten our democracy. Um, It really woke me up and made me think about the valuable and important role education has in preserving a system that's not perfect. You know, I mean, democracy generally works in representing the people. I mean, it's not perfect. Um, I love Winston Churchill's quote about democracy or on democracy. So he says, he said, Indeed, it has been said that democracy is the worst form of government except for all those other forms that have been tried from time to time. It's a great quote. Thank you, Winston. So I'm like, I'm so glad we're into March. It's 2021 and that Biden and Kamala are here, are now sitting in office. It's like a breath of fresh air. Wow. You know, um, I'm in, uh, I'm actually a sidebar. I'm in the middle of reading Barack Obama's book, A Promised Land, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, I get up every morning before I go into the classroom, I sit down and I read it. And it's just a good story about, so far, it's a good story about, you know, Michelle and uh, Barack, uh, his life, and, um, you know, how he convinced Joe Biden to ride bes- run beside him in his pres- presidential election in 2008. So, I mean, I'm not finished by, by any means. I've still got a few chapters to go, but, you know, it's it's a good read. It's, it's entertaining. I think it's hard to write an entertaining biography or autobiography about one's life. Um, so, I digress. So, back to the topic of my show and why I chose it. So, you know, as an educator, I think that knowledge is a powerful weapon and thus plays a huge role in empowering people. It allows individuals to critically examine whether information they are being told is true, and you know, after watching events unfold the way they have, I think we really need to teach this skill in today's workplaces, at school, and and just you know, we need to start promoting critical thinking. Period. I mean, the way we receive information is so different. From the way people received it even in the 1960s or 1980s like 2000 like we have the internet now spout, we have the internet spouting off half-truths we have facebook twitter and instagram flashing pictures at us 24 7. it's so much information for our brains to absorb all at once you know like i find what i do find kind of interesting i've talked about this with many family members and friends. Is how these platforms are meant to connect us yet they disconnect us so much at the same time like I use Facebook and I admit it's it's great to hear from people I went to elementary school with and like I love keeping up to date with family members and connecting with other artists and you know like seeing how famous you know like Roger Federer is doing right now with his tennis career and it's it's awesome in that way. um, But, like, I also know, like, obviously there's a lot of superficiality there, too. So, you know, and all that being said, I think these platforms okay, are okay personally to use. Like, this is my opinion, as long as we are in charge of the information. As long as we keep, in, you know, in, as long as we keep applying critical thinking when absorbing this information, you know... I think that's key because you can't like not participate you know you've got to. I mean one thing that I've done is I've limited my um my accounts to Facebook only and the reason I do that is because you know I just don't think that I want to manage more than one intellectual account at one time like I don't know if intellectual would be the right word but like it's kind of like like I view it as like only having one bank account that you have to intellectually manage you know <laughs> like I just can't do more than Facebook right now literally like I mean just like I can't like it's just ugh, too much um that might change who knows i might start using instagram i don't know i i find instagram is just very powerful because it's all pictures it's like the hot news right yeah so and so anyway another reason i was motivated to start this podcast um is because of all the other podcasts that i've been listening to through the pandemic i mean there were many days that i found myself alone last year in april and teaching from home I just wanted to converse with other peers, you know, about what they were going through. Like that was, I think everybody was kind of trying to do that. Um, and one of the one of the great ways to do that was by listening to other people's podcasts put out. I mean, there were um, there were teachers uh, from um, from the states putting out podcasts, comedians, musicians, and like motivational speakers, like Sean Croxton. Uh, in trying to inspire people through the pandemic, and it was great like um so it really comforted me and inspired me to listen to the experiences of these people during a very difficult time. I would even like email these guys uh and you know uh these people rather and uh tell them what was going on with me. It was kind of cool so um you know these these artists um you know, are very powerful. Like they, they really inspired me to get my own voice out there as well, which um, also brings me to my feelings about the important role that art plays in preserving our democracy. Um, you know, one thing that I absolutely love about art is its ability to uplift our mood in any circumstance that we may find ourselves in. You know, art has this magical way of expressing. A thousand words with just one picture, and I mean, anyone can do it. Anyone can express themselves through some means, see through some form, through some media uh, avenue. So you know, I, I have read somewhere, and I forget the exact name of the article that it was, but I, I ba- it basic it basically underlined the important role art plays in expressing human emotion. I mean, art in every form. Does this for us, and like everybody can participate in it. You can dance to, art, you can dance to music. You can laugh when comedians go on stage. You can, you can read a, a, a piece of literature and, you know, use use facts and be like, ah, oh, that's interesting. You know, that's an interesting uh, point of view. So, art in every form does this for us. Like it, you know, it, it's empowering, and that's why I think public broadcasting continues to have a key role in preserving our democracies like stations like the cbc the bbc and pbs are so essential in providing an objective platform um, to deliver information Uh, so humor has really helped me get through the last five years you know there's so many hilarious geniuses out there who have challenged powerful institution and individuals who want to abuse the system for their own personal gain. Um, and I really hope to promote the arts and keep highlighting, um, the essential role that, that education, and the arts play, you know, in, um, in preserving our democracy. I mean, art, art has been said to be one of the rawest forms of human expression and, um, it has really helped to unite people in promoting a cause. I mean, just think about the powerful role music played during the 1960s in uniting young people. I mean, promoting people, period, um, in, in, in their cause. Uh, pr- promoting, um, Helping people promote their cause, excuse me. Like, Woodstock 1969 is a case in point example of art bringing individuals together to protest peacefully and to challenge um oppression in every form right so i really hope i, I hope to do this with a bit of humor also um i'm going to be uh interviewing musicians hopefully uh lots of um, artists uh, comedians writers i'm excited so you know i also hope to um I I also have to do this myself with a bit of humor because for me, you know, humor lightens everything and effectively gets one one's point across by making people laugh, innocently laugh. Like I hope to point out many universal truths that um, exist through comedy as well. I love to laugh. I I love making people laugh. I don't know how talented I am in that in that form of art, but I love I love laughing. Um, so, so let's get back to the education and art, the critical thinking piece. So, so speaking, going back to education and you know, using critical thinking to dissect information. I always teach my students, no matter what age they are, about the dangers in making generalizations about people and things. So, I'm going to tell you a story. The story is completely true and very funny because it really goes to show that even well-researched professors can sometimes fall victim to making generalizations about people and events. Um, So just to give you a bit of context here, uh, when I was going to school a while back, I mean a, a long while back, gosh, it would have been like 2004, around there. When I was going to school a while back, I had an amazing, an awesome professor she was passionate about finding the truth, like using using facts to revise history, and she really got us thinking about pop culture and our society. She was good, you know. But one day in our pop cor- culture course, we started talking about Barbie and how Barbie was detrimental to the mindset of women or girls because it only you know, show them what society expected or wanted them to be. So, like, you know, with the living pretty Barbie house and the beach house, the Ferrari, the Corvette and the weekend camper, you bet I played with all that. But, like, I found the lecture that our professor gave very amusing because, like, none of what she was saying registered with me at all. Like, picture this okay like I had two brothers and lots of male friends in grade two and three who also played Barbie with me and it's it, it certainly shook things up I mean literally one of my friends would come over after school my one of my guy friends would come over after school and shake the living party living party Barbie house and say there was a hurricane but what was even more interesting where the choices of men Barbie decided to marry. I mean, like, think about it. There's only one Ken doll. One. So in in Barbie land, you have like 25 different Barbies and one Ken. I mean, like, the Barbies had to branch out a little bit and marry the Ninja Turtles. (laughs) So like, Michelangelo was really funny, but Donatello was like kind of funny and really smart. Like, oh, geez, the love triangles that would ensue in Barbie Land. And then there would be, like, poor Ken roaming around without pants on because we somehow lost them, or they were chewed up by our dog, Clifford. Like, poor Ken got a lot of flack for not wearing any pants. So I told the professor all of this in the auditorium. I mean, I had to. It was so funny. Everyone, I'm not kidding. Everyone started roaring when I told them that, including the professor. Like, I said, well, when we play Barbie, we sent Ken to court for not wearing any pants. Like, and of course, the trial was completely unfair and crooked because all the jury would be Barbies and there was a female judge. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, the poor guy, you know, like, it really goes to show that generalizing can be dangerous, you know, overlook the individual experiences that children have or go through. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's my funny story today, um, and how you know humor can really help to to challenge generalizations that are that are often made, um, and that can have detrimental, real detrimental effects on people's lives. So. so, I hope you enjoyed my story. I hope to tell many others like it in pointing out universal truths uh, that tend to never disappear. So, I uh, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna try and get lots of um, you know, try and get other artists, musicians, and comedians, and writers on here as well um, to underline the uh, important role art has in allowing us to express ourselves. And, uh, of course, I'm going to be, uh, you know, underscoring the important role, um, you know, critical thinking plays in helping us make, make, make decisions that will benefit us um, in our democracy. So, um, in the meantime, I hope everyone today finds a way to laugh or find some joy in these dark times we're living through. Uh, but it's coming. I mean, it's March, 2021 and, uh, you know, spring is on its way and, uh, you know, we're almost, we're getting there, right? So, so yeah, like I said, I hope everyone finds a way to, um, find some joy in their lives, their daily life from day to day today. Like I watched... Oh my gosh! I I watched uh, West Side Story last night with Natalie Wood. Uh, I watched you know Leonard Bernstein's masterpiece. Oh, what what an what an amazing what an amazing um composition that is. That you know watching all the amazing choreography and the music. I, I cried three times last night, like in different parts. Oh, it was just beautiful. Yeah, A lot you know just beautiful. So. I I digress. I'm going off again. So this time I'm leaving for real. Um, So be safe and be well, everyone. And I'll be talking to everyone again really soon about another podcast uh, in preserving our democracy through education and art. Take care, stay safe and spread the kindness, man. Take care. Bye bye.